Good morning, and welcome to Morning Fuel. I'm Mac Jarvis, and I pray that this bite-sized piece of God's Word will be just what you need to start your day. You're likely familiar with the Beatitudes, that amazing introduction to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, recorded for us most clearly in Matthew chapter 5. You're probably also familiar with the Begats, if you think about that for a moment. They're found just before the Beatitudes in the opening chapter of Matthew's Gospel. The Begats are the genealogy of Jesus, beginning with Abraham. On the surface, they're not really amazing. And they're probably some of the most glanced-over verses in all the Bible. They go like this, Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, Jacob begat Judas and his brethren, and so on and on and on. In fact, when you count them up, there are 47 names listed in, in the genealogy of Jesus in Matthew 1, many of them difficult to pronounce, like Aminadab and Nashon and Jehoshaphat and Hezekiah. Fortunately, newer translations have replaced the begats by simply saying, and Abraham bore Isaac, and Isaac bore Jacob. But the new translations couldn't change the difficulty of pronouncing some of those names. But the most important verse in that lineup of the begats is Matthew 1, 16. It reads this way, And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. And while those verses are difficult to plow through, and I, again, I've never met anyone who chose their favorite verse from the Bible from this lineup of the begats, it's the message in them that should be cause for great praise for the Lord today. There are 28 generations that are listed, and that lineup of Jesus' ancestors includes paupers, princes, shepherds, slaves, kings, prostitutes, saints, and other types of sinners, covering 21 centuries of the human experience. The list ends on a starlit hill in Bethlehem when the Savior of the world was born into the hands of teenagers. How does such an eclectic, unseemly list of characters produce the Lord Jesus into the world? It is The answer is the same way that you came into relationship with God, grace. Grace, grace, marvelous grace. God's unmerited favor, giving us what we, what we need the most, even when we deserve it the least. God's unmerited favor working in our lives, working through our lives, despite and in spite of our sinfulness. Where sin abounds, Paul would write in his Romans letter, grace abounds the more. Be reminded today that God works his will and his purposes through imperfect people like you and I. He's not looking for perfection. He knows that doesn't exist. He's looking for trusting faith. He's looking for those who cling to him, who desire to walk with him, and who rest in him and his promises and his plans. And in the life of a surrendered and grateful person, God forgives our past, redeems our futures. That is the story of every Christian. And also, be reminded of this. The family tree of Jesus does not end with his ancestors. His descendants, you and I, who've been born again through our, uh, been born again with the new life that faith in him brings us, are now born into his forever family. His family tree is still growing every day. Be encouraged 
that you're in it. Let me pray for you as you begin your day today. Heavenly Father, thank you for showing us in your word that the birth of Jesus was the fulfillment of your promise to send the Savior to the world. And thank you for reminding us that you don't have to work through the powerful or even the good, and there's no chance of finding the perfect. Your grace reaches into our lives and redeems us, rescues us. You give us new life. You offer us faith to live by, and you make us your own. And may your son, your daughter, have a keen awareness of your grace in their lives this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.